spelled S-E-A-N. I don't know. But D-E-A-N is Dean. It's not, it's not Don. Don? Yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> There's a lot of questions that we would attempt to answer here. But first, let's welcome our listeners. Hey listeners, welcome to another exciting episode of Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. This is a podcast where three friends talk about a horror movie, which we will spoil and recently watched which we will totally not spoil and uh thank you to the moon rays for giving us that song intro creature features at the top of the show you can find their music on apple music or amazon where you can buy it digitally because i don't know if anyone's going to ship anything anymore i don't know Mm. if the whole world has completely shut down we're not professional critics but the whole world's insane yeah it's kind of crazy right now it's such an upside down world we could probably be professional critics we might have a chance yeah like at some point yeah like everything else is probably going to be in flames we'll have like six or seven jobs yeah i think it's going to be like that and all of them require masks i don't mean to sound uh like i'm like i find it funny it, but it i definitely find it peculiar what's going on out in the world um i'm richard i'm here with will hello and jolian Mm-hmm. We're your hosts. Jolene, you want to describe the scene that you saw when you walked the dog? <laughs> you told me about this in the car. Yeah, so I walked the dog this morning in the neighborhood, and I live pretty much downtown. And uh, and uh, the only signs of life were a, a police car cruising and uh, the automated church bells tolling. That sounds apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I got home and I... I, I told uh, emily about it and she went straight to yeah it's like day of the triffids oh nice (laughs) (laughs) now depending on that cop looked i might have said omega man but (laughs) it feels yeah he was out in the light so yeah so it's different but it just feels weird really weird um so the last two times that you all went to the grocery store what was it like it's nuts was it like Dawn of the Dead or Day of the Dead? Which of the dead was it like? It's not quite at Dawn of the Dead because you're not allowed to legally hit someone in the head with the machete yet. Not yet. Yet. <laughs> but I think we're careening in that direction pretty quickly. I'm getting ready to panic. There's always hordes of people going, toilet rolls, toilet rolls. <laughs> I heard right. they mugged someone in London on the street. For toilet rolls. Toilet rolls. Yeah. Oh, good lord. So, you know, I don't. I don't want to give away like how big of a stash there is here, but uh, I'll just say that there was a very fortunate timing with the last trip to Costco, <laughs> because that's some place you don't want to be. Costco. Yeah. No, they're sold out. Yeah. Toilet paper. I don't want to be there anyway. No. It's it's one of my worst nightmares is to be in a crowded grocery store. 
crowded grocery store where people are losing their minds and losing their manners. That's, that's definitely not it. Um, my last trip where I was significantly shopping and not just picking up a few things was this past Thursday. And people had their carts heaped really full. Uh-huh. And everyone's wondering why everything is like wiped out. The shelves are empty. Well, that's why the panic. Now, what would not panicking look like? Hmm. Not buying like a carload of toilet rolls. Yeah. Like not buying all the hand wipes. (laughs) You told me about the story in the news about someone who bought $17,000. Yeah. Something like that. Worth of sanitizing wipes. Uh Uh-huh. And other things in the hopes that he could turn around and make a profit but now amazon won't accept his products and he can't return them to the store yeah i saw that yeah in the new york times Uh uh-huh and he was complaining that he's like i don't want to be the asshole on the new york times who (laughs) bought up all the toilet paper and hand wipes and there he is and there he is (laughs) front page yep (laughs) hmm so amazon won't accept the sales but can you still sell it on ebay I wonder if eBay has similar price gouging situation. I don't know. Because a lot of people straight away went and bought all the N95 masks. Yeah. I have a like a three-pack of them I bought uh, last year because I was cutting cement board. Yeah. And it didn't really, it wasn't that, I think we had a breeze going. I didn't really use one of them that heavily. And then the other two I didn't use at all. So I have those ready to go like I was going to go to Seattle. And then that didn't happen either. For no. uh, Emerald City Comic Con. Yeah. That got canceled. Everything's canceled. Everything's getting canceled. Everything. So. But we're, we're all six feet apart. No touching. <laughs> That's right. No yeah. live audience. And now I'll talk like this with math. <laughs> it's, it's the, um, you come home from, from work if you have any work to do and turn on the news and it's. It's the Corona show, man. Oh, I've not turned on the news at all. Yeah, it's not good. There's nothing good happening. Mm -mm. (laughs) It's enough to read it. I I don't need to see it. Yeah, you don't need to get the tone of it and then the dramatic music. I read somebody's post that uh, Trump's uh, little Oval Office speech would be playing on the background of a TV in a hospital you break into after the apocalypse to look for supplies. <laughs> that sounds about right. Oh, man. It's the, the looting will be next. The looting, yes. Yeah. Well, what happens when everybody can't work, can't pay their mortgage? What, are the I bank, don't know. Are the banks going to not be open to foreclose on us? Yeah, I don't know. Are they going to send anyone? If everybody's in for, foreclosure. Yeah. What can they do? Yeah, what can they do? And if they're all sick too, they can't run any of those yeah. foreclosures, I guess. <sighs> well, on a much brighter note, uh, St. Patrick's Day is just a couple days away. It's been canceled. Oh, that's right. They're still doing People are still doing it in New York anyway. Really? <laughs> going to the bars. Yeah, some people just go, go out and getting drunk. Well, yeah. And you can bet they're doing it in Chicago. For any listeners who aren't super familiar with us, um, I am from the south side of Chicago, 
which has a more, I will say, infamous version of the Irish parade that everyone hears about. Oh, in Chicago, they dye the Chicago River green and they have this parade and it's a, it's kind of crazy. The Southside Irish parade is really crazy. They shut it down, like canceled it for good several years ago. Yeah. And it was gone for, I don't know how many years. And then they finally were able to bring it back, but it was just such mayhem that the residents, um, within a couple blocks of Western Avenue just had had enough people, yeah. people using their, their shrubs as, as, uh, toilets or bedrooms or vomitoriums. I mean, it was just, yeah. it was bad. And, uh, last time I went, it was just day drinking and it, it was okay. I, I didn't see anybody really out of control, but it could get there real quick. Oh yeah. Especially the longer you hang around. But, uh, yeah, other than the bars just saying, you know what, we can't tell you to not come in. Come on in. Yeah. Buy all the drinks. Um, it, it's a, it's a weird, um, the American version of, of what's going on is really weird. It's, it's a, it's a tradition that we can't really, um, we can't really say it's super tasteful or, or, um, or steeped in, in, uh, the traditions of a people and their lore, <laughs> but it's, I would say our, our St. Patrick's celebrations are about as Irish as Lucky Charms and the Leprechaun series, the yeah. Leprechaun franchise. <laughs> Man, you should have seen how Irish Leprechaun <clears throat> Origins was. Oh, I bet. Man, uh, it looked nothing like Ireland. If you treated any other people... Like that, you would be called, I don't know, insensitive, racist, something. I suppose. Anyway, what have you recently watched? Jolien, what's on your list? What have you seen? Uh, I saw another cat movie, so I got down to uh, The Uninvited. Oh, no! <laughs> Tell us about The Uninvited. This is from oh. 1987, so like the, like the worst period of horror movies ever. The, the pinnacle. Um, the golden age. So this is... Uh, directed by Graydon Clark. Ooh, man. He is a good director. Uh, he was also an actor. He uh-huh. was in The Mighty Gorgo, which is one of maybe the worst King Kong movie ripoff ever. Ooh. Uh, he was also in Dracula vs. Frankenstein. So. Ooh, man. I've seen a couple of his films. Um, so this has got George Kennedy, Alex Cord, and Clue Gulliger, yeah. who is wearing false teeth. That's yeah. weird. Oh, You've seen this, right? Oh, yeah. I've seen this. Uh, I've tried to wipe it out of my mind. but So this is not uh, a killer cat movie. This is a cat with a killer cat inside the cat movie. Yeah. I'm not sure I understand. For some reason... The cat been, has a killer cat inside of it? There's laboratory, uh-huh. that, and they've been experimenting <clears throat> on a cat. Yeah. And it gets out and makes its way onto a yacht uh-huh. off of Florida. Yeah. And... Uh, for some reason, it now has a cat which climbs out of its mouth uh-huh. and kills people and then climbs back inside the mouth. Yeah. Huh. I mean, that makes perfect sense, right? <laughs> I guess so. I think when I was a kid, I had a, a, a robot that had a smaller robot inside of its head that was supposed to, like, control it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But so, who was re- controlling that robot? I imagine it's like Russian nesting dolls. Ah. Uh-huh. That's how this killer cat is. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's pretty dull. Yeah. 
it's it it kind of gets by on how weird the concept is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once the name cast have gone, you're like, mm, but it manages to be dull. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's such a weird. Conceit. Yeah. At some point, I felt kind of like, okay, get on with it, and right. then, you know, yeah, I'd say after like George Kennedy dies, it's mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it just goes on and on. And finally, they end up uh, somewhere where uh, you see uh, Austin Stoker from um, Assault on Precinct 13. Okay, yeah. It turns up at the end, but yeah. It is a weird, weird one. But yeah, it was one of those that like, mm, it gets a little long. Uh, I also watched uh, Black Magic with Buddha from 1983. Um, this is uh, one of the horror movies directed by Lo Lee. And uh, he's in it. He's in the second half as a as a uh, magician, hmm. and uh, stars uh, Chen Quan Tai. Um, weird to see him in modern dress. Um, <laughs> but anyway, plot of this one, if you want bizarre. So uh, Chen Quan Tai plays this fellow named Bun, who goes to uh, Papua New Guinea. Okay. And he has this uh, local wise man lead him into these caves in the jungle, and. Uh, uh, opens up a sarcophagus and there's a mummy in there and they take out the brain of the mummy and the brain of the mummy will grant you your wish yeah but you've got to take this holy water and once you've got your wish once it's come true you're supposed to destroy the brain with the holy water okay okay yeah and oh this old story yeah so he takes the <clears throat> brain he comes back to uh, he lives in Bangkok and first he's using it to get money and then he just starts knocking off people who are, you know, mostly, I think they're all family members who are just, or in-laws who are getting in his way. And uh, he's got this shrine in his house and he's got this, like, the brain is in a box and the shrine. And he's got the holy water next to it ready to go. But, you know, every time he's like, his wish has been granted, he's got something new he wants. And so yeah. So, yeah, it just escalates from there. And eventually uh, uh, it gets so bad that they have to, uh, he, he has to, uh, recruit this uh, magician and um, he uh, he he asks Buddha for advice and Buddha turns up and says yeah what do you want mate and he, he goes uh, you know we've got, got this brain devil thing going on so he goes oh yeah you want to consult the uh, the god with four faces so they uh, so they get this statue of the god with four faces which is this golden kind of multi-armed multi-faced Buddha thing and it comes to life and combines with the magician uh, and meanwhile, Ban has turned into this brain monster. Oh, but wow. there's always scenes of this brain attacking people. Uh, there's a scene where like, uh, there's this fella taking a nice steamy bath and all these brains come out of the bath and they're just crawling all over him, sucking his blood. Oh. Wow. Uh, Please tell us this doesn't manage to be dull. <laughs> it's not dull. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Uh, so, because if you described all that and said, "Yeah, it's really dull," though, I, I would just wonder <laughs> yeah. how did they yeah. manage it? Like, it, it has to be deliberate when something no, that weird would end up being dull. Uh, I didn't think. Yeah, this one wasn't one of it. I, I, I like. Um, uh, he did a movie called Human Skin Lanterns, which I thought was was better visually. Hmm. Um, but um, like a few months after this one, uh, Boxer's Omen came out, and that just. Trumped everything. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the weirdest movie. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I don't yeah. think I've seen anything weirder. Um. So what else was on the uh, recently watched? Uh, then the other two were Leprechaun 
Oh. Leprechaun movies, but not the Leprechaun franchise as we know oh, it. Oh, no. Because it was hiding behind a paywall. Yeah. yeah. Like Cinemax has it locked down, like all like seven of them. Um, yeah. Lucky lucky seven movies of this horrible franchise. W- again, you've heard me say this on the show so many times. What do they think they're sitting on here? Honestly. <laughs> Pot of gold. Apparently. Pot of gold. Yeah. Yeah, they're... They're sitting They're on probably a, free all the rest of the year. <laughs> maybe that's what happens. Like maybe if we looked a month ago. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Or a like, month from now. Yeah, they're they're wringing their hands like all oh, those all those podcasting jerks are gonna want to watch these. Yeah. And all their jerk Rubbing listeners. Their little hands and yeah. polishing the buckles. Yes. Me yep. gold. <laughs> oh, what a I don't know. Um well, Irish people are not a race as much a nationality, right? So you can't call it... I thought it was a religion. Well, no. <laughs> no. Um, it's such a complicated subject, but um, can you say it's racist for, for this leprechaun to behave the way he does? Is it is it racism? Mm. Or is it a different kind of prejudice? It's a caricature. It's a caricature, okay. I mean... At, at best, it's a caricature. I mean, I'm not offended by it, but I, I don't feel like I would have a right to be offended by it. Um, I'm not from the country of Ireland. Uh, I don't know how many generations ago we showed up, but um, uh, my family is mostly, our bloodline is from there. But I'm not really offended by stuff like this. I'm just not. How um, can you be offended by a leprechaun? I don't know. Uh, I just have to wonder. Like, uh, if you did this, I mean, if you did this uh, to other countries, like I don't know. Columbus Day had a small Italian man that would come and kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he'd have spicy meatball jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that just be... Or Cinco de Mayo small mexican man and sombrero would come out and rhyme and kill you yeah and and he'd he'd lose all control if he saw a burrito or something yeah, yeah. Would that be would, would that be considered totally like racially insensitive or i don't know i don't know it's it's weird Anyway, uh, which what, what were these non-leprechaun leprechaun well, movies like? I saw one called uh, Unlucky Charms from 2013. Ooh, it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Just the year fills you full of expectations. Uh-huh, 2013, yeah. all right. <laughs> this is also known as Miscreations. Ooh. <laughs> Miscreations. This is di- written and directed by Charles Band, who I think is now, oh, in post- yeah. He's now in post-production on coronavirus zombies. Oh, my God. Already in post-production. Yep. Yeah. Can I tell you something? I met him. I met Charles Band. Did you? I did. Yeah. A friend of mine was working his booth and uh, I didn't know much about him at the time. I didn't know, oh, this is the guy that made those crappy movies that you think are crappy. I met him and I was like, oh yeah, the Puppet Master movies. I haven't seen those. And that was kind of what was featured at the table. But yeah, he's he's a crapmeister. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so tell us about Unlucky Charm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this stars Tiffany Thornton okay. as Audrey and uh, Seth uh, Peterson as Pearl. He played, uh, the, he played the Apache pilot in Godzilla. So in the huh. 1998 Godzilla. Oh, okay. Uh, Memorable role. Anna Sophia Berglund as Erin. They're all models and 
you know, TV actors. actors. Uh, she was the 2011 Playboy Playmate of the Month for January. Hmm. Mm. Uh, Charlie put all the uggos in January. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Charlie O'Connell plays Baxter. Um, he's the uh, real-life husband of uh, Anna Sophia Berglund. Um, Nathan Phillips plays Fadarig, who's the leprechaun. Okay. He also was in a, a Dutch movie called Snow White, the Romantic Family Musical from 2005. Oh, yeah. Mm, we all saw yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah, he played the great Snow White. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nikki Lee plays Sheila. Uh, Alex Rose Wiesel plays Dala. Masuimi Max plays Mika. Uh, you might remember Masuimi Max from uh, Ginger Dead Man vs. Evil Bong. Mm. Oh, yeah. Also, I just. Rem- also 2013. Honestly, just remember her from her nude pictures. Was she a nudie? She's a nudie. Uh, she, she exposes herself in this movie, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gerald Prescott. Um, and she was uh, she played Jackie in Walking Dead, and she was in the recent Swamp Thing and Batman series, Batwoman series. Um, she's uh, yeah, she plays Dee Dee Deville. Anyway, a uh, bunch of models auditioning in a tacky house somewhere near Los Angeles, and uh, it's kind of a reality show thing too. They've got cameras all over the place. Um, Makes sense. One of the judges, the one played by Gerald Prescott. Um, uh, is sucking out their their youth and beauty to to uh, keep herself young. Um, and uh, there's a cyclops, a banshee, a hobgoblin, hobgoblin and a leprechaun. Uh, she sends them after their souls, but they decide not to for some reason. It's, it's kind of vague. Hmm. Um, there's some yeah some some of these creatures like the banshee are like just people wearing these rubber masks. You think, are they supposed to be people wearing rubber masks or actually the creatures? Oh. Hmm. It's that fascinating borderline. <laughs> well, if that, they don't... uncanny valley. If they don't tell you, then I guess you, <laughs> you're left to decide for yourself. And maybe you could just say, oh, I'll give them the benefit of the yeah. doubt. But anyway, uh, I wouldn't recommend this to anyone. Anyone. Hmm. <laughs> it had Ben Wolf in it. He was, he was in uh, the... Um, uh, the Halloween, uh, what was that one called? With the anthology, the Halloween one. Halloween Town. No, it was the one. Uh, Tales of Halloween. Tales of Halloween. That one. Okay. Yeah, Ben Wolf was in it. He was that creature that they couldn't get rid of. Ben Wolf. How long? Uh, he's well. He's he he's, he had been a wolf for a while, but he's no longer one. What's he, the other one you? He watched? died. He died in 2015. So, oh. so I, I thought to wash out my eyes, I'd watch uh, an old favorite, Jack the Giant Killer. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, directed by Nathan Duran, um, produced by Edward Small, uh, and uh, after the, his film after this was Beauty and the Beast. I haven't seen that one. Um, have you seen the Jean Cocteau one? Yeah, because he definitely has. Because there's that whole corridor with arms sticking out the walls. Oh yeah. Um, uh, the writer was Orville Hampton, and this stars Cohen Matthews as Jack, uh, Judy Meredith as Princess Elaine of Cornwall, uh, Torrin Thatcher as Pendragon. He's a great yeah. character actor. And, uh, um, Walter Burke as uh, Gamma, who's this kind of short uh, you know, servant to Pendragon. Um, and he, he was in the 62 Beauty and the Beast. 
Um, Don Beto plays the leprechaun, and uh, he's a leprechaun who's who's turned his pot of gold into a pair of seven league boots so that he can <laughs> leap over the rainbow back to <laughs> Ireland. And he's been punished by the king of the fairies for this. Okay, and sealed up in this little uh, <laughs> little bottle. And he uh, he's, he says all his lines in rhyming sentences. Uh. And um, uh, he can grant three wishes uh, to an honest person. Yeah. If you're not honest and you touch the bottle, it burns you. It glows red and burns you. <coughs> um, and then Barry Kelly plays uh, Sigurd the Viking. Um, so this was all... Uh, lots of the people in this movie, they're doing more Irish accents. I think I don't think there's anyone who actually attempts a Cornish accent. No. Which might be a good thing. <laughs> this is all filmed in uh, uh, around Catalina Island, and uh, which looks just like Ireland or Cornwall. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, so what happened? This they announced this movie in 1959. And it, it took this long to to make it because the the uh, the fellow who was like producing the uh, who, who's going he, he put in their bid for the special effects and won because he outbid the other special effects. Cruise. Yeah, uh, but what he'd then do is like they'd run out of money doing the special effects, which were like vital to this movie. Yeah, and then they'd have to put in more money. So this is going way over budget, way over time. <laughs> um, at least three special effects crews. Um, so including the uh, George Powell special effects team. Okay, uh, yeah, I think it's called Productions Unlimited. Um, so you have Wa Chang who doing this sculpture. Um, Gene Warren and Jim Danforth was doing some of the stop motion animation. Um, uh, Augie Lohman was doing the uh, optical effects, but they, they had to keep compromising them. Like yeah. uh, Pendragon has. Have you seen this movie? I've seen it. No, um, it's been a long time, but I've seen this. One. So Pendragon hangs out in his his castle with all these creatures, and they were intended to be ghosts, and they do them optically, so they'd be like partially oh. see through. Yeah. Uh, and they're all uh, their costumes made by Charles Gamora, who's famous for his ape suit. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, but uh, they weren't able to do that um, because um, the, they wanted the film to be shot so it was friendly for TV. So it was it's really overlit. Yeah, they couldn't do like mm. spooky atmosphere. And um, they also uh, the director wanted to have a mobile camera, so they couldn't do all these like effects on the ghosts that they wanted to so there's only one oh. scene where they actually look like ghosts where they attack the ship and they're all kind of like a, they, they like rotoscope all this glowy stuff onto them um, <laughs> weird colours and things yeah uh, they, they're quite creepy there's like a banshee creature and various things not just a person in a rubber mask <laughs> <laughs> um, they're definitely in, in all in stiff masks but they're, yeah. they're creepy creepy looking creatures um, it's good nightmare fuel if you're a kid watching this. Um, anyway, uh, so there's a whole bunch of monsters in it. Um, uh, there's a, the first one is a, uh, the giant cormoran. Who's an, do you know? Are you familiar with the story of the giant killer? No. So this is this is like an old old story, a uh, collection of giant stories. There's like a bit of Norse stuff in there, a bit of Irish Welsh okay. stuff in yeah. there, Cornish. Um, so uh, the uh, Cornwall was founded um, by uh, some veterans of the Trojan War who came over to, uh, they landed at Cornwall, um, and uh, and one of them was this great wrestler called uh, Cormelian, 
and uh, he was put in charge of Cornwall cause, and uh, he was really into wrestling giants and there were more of them were in Cornwall than anyone, anywhere else. All oh, right. Uh, so he was put in charge of that and um, he, he fought this giant Cormoran, uh, which means uh, giant of the sea. And uh, he, he ends up, uh, uh, the giant Cormoran, he built, do you know St. Michael's Mount? Uh-huh. So there's like a, it's this like hill that suddenly rises just off the coast of Cornwall and there's one just like it off the coast of France hmm. and uh, St. Michael's Mount it was built by the giant Cormoran from uh, stones he he brought over from I think Ireland okay so it is a man-made thing it's a giant made thing <clears throat> it's a giant but okay. yeah it's a, it's but, a natural but it was, not, like, was it naturally occurring that we know of I think so it's a pretty big yeah. okay, structure um, but anyway giant Cormoran and his wife built this thing uh, his, his wife's Cormelian. Um, oh, I've, got, I've got the names confused, anyway. So the, the guy who liked to wrestle giants was uh, Corinus, uh, and the wife of the giant Cormoran is Cormelian. So they they built this mountain in it, and uh, and one night uh, he was he was asleep, and she was like tired of lugging all these huge rocks. <laughs> so she went and got some nearby rocks to to build it with, and he woke up and caught her at it, and he kicked her and the and the. She dropped the stone in it, and that's why there's one of these green stones in between St. Michael's Mount and the shore. Oh, okay. <clears throat> um, uh, in in the Arthurian legends, um, King Arthur eventually kills the uh, giant Cormoran. Oh, okay. He, 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 uh, he has this massive fight with him, and he ends up... Uh, uh, the des- description is that he, he cuts out his genitals and then disembowels him. Um and his wife uh, had a, a, a less noble end. She was working on this building St. Michael's Mount and she needed this tool, I think a, a spade or something, and or a hammer. And and she yelled out for him from, from one of their neighbour giants. And he just like threw this thing clear over the hill and it hit her in the head and killed her. Oh, oh man. man. Should have been wearing a helmet. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's the reason for safety. Don't throw hammers. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, Corinna's found, found in Cornwall. But anyway... Um, so that, that's the first uh, giant, and that's a good scene because um, uh, uh, what happens is uh, Pendragon gifts this what you think is an automaton automaton to yeah. the princess, mm-hmm. and it's dressed as a jester, but it but you know it's kind of creepy, and it does <laughs> this like dance with her, and she and then she puts all her presents in her room at night in the castle, and uh, and then Pendragon activates it, and it grows into this massive horned giant which looks like this the uh, the one from uh, seventh voyage of sinbad wow and uh carries her off yeah but he carries <clears throat> he carries her to the coast where the pendragon ship is waiting to pick him up and um uh but that happens to be where jack has his farm yeah and uh so there's this there's this fight where he he, he has to use his wits and, and he eventually manages to uh overcome the giant yeah like in the original story he he uh, he uh sets a pit trap for him and then clobbers him with a with an axe uh but in the movie he uh he he gets a rope round the giant's neck and the other bit of the rope into his mill yeah so it strangles the giant and then while oh. the giant's being strangled he jumps onto him with a side <clears throat> and whacks him in the head <laughs> that's that's uh one of the ways they went after jason in that um platinum dunes remake of uh the friday the 13th Got a chain around his neck, right? Right. Wound it up in some sort of a, <clears throat> some sort of a wheel. So anyway, um, yeah, this was made deliberately to try and do another Seventh Voyage of Sinbad because that that was a really popular movie. 
Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, so they, they have like several of the cast are in this and the same director and so on. Well, that's cool. Um, yeah. Uh, they got into all sorts of trouble. Um, uh, Ray Harryhausen wasn't you know, annoyed by it, but because um, his films are doing really well. Um, but this one, uh, the distributors were United Artists and the producer was Edward Small and Edward Small kind of owned it. Um, and uh, he he thought this was going to make his fortune. Yeah. So uh, he wanted a better deal with them. But in, they wanted to uh, get him to surrender his rights to it. Oh. So they did that by like uh, sabotaging the, you know, it didn't get distributed much. Oh, gee. And it didn't even get into TV for quite a while. Yeah. Um, what he ended up doing in the in the 70s to get back some money was uh, bizarrely, <clears throat> um, 1976, he turned it into a musical. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was the obvious choice. So every so often, if you watch the musical version, which I've not been able to do, I've, I've only gotten so far. <laughs> but uh, it was like, uh, if there's a crowd scene or something, they were like, do... Um, they were like loop scenes, run things backwards, uh, you know, repeat shots, and yeah. then just have these songs playing over them, playing over the dialogue. Oh my god! <laughs> they even do it over the climax of the movie, and it's it's just ridiculous. Wow, that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, there's a there's a bunch of monsters in it. Um, there's a there's a two headed giant um, in the original stories. There's a there's a Welsh two headed giant. I don't know the name of that one, but there's another two-headed giant called Thunderdale. And Thunderdale is the giant who says fee-fi-fo-fun. Oh, oh, all right. Um, Do those words mean anything? Uh, they're Gaelic for... Uh, uh, something coming smells good. Something like that. Oh. Good to eat. <laughs> and then in King Lear... It, it became fee fi fo farm I smell the blood of a British man. Yeah. And, you know, that's, so that, that gets passed down as I, I smell the blood of an English man. Yeah, okay. Um, there's a... Uh, <clears throat> there's this, like, sea monster that comes out. It's like this head on a bunch of tentacles. And uh, the since... I, I can't think of anything like that from Celtic mythology... But Norse mythology, that'd be the Kraken. Okay. Ah. They don't name it in the movie. All right. Um, and uh, and then eventually uh, there's a there's a wyvern, um, which was, I think the the film crew referred to it as a harpy, but it's definitely not. No. And then um, some people have called it a, a griffin, but it's not. Yeah. It, it's it's like it's only got two legs, two clawed legs, and it you know it doesn't have an eagle's head. Oh, okay. I think it's a wyvern, which is a two yeah. dragon. Um, and the you know the the animation's not not bad, but they had to work with uh, the armatures were not very good, it's, and the sculpting is not that good. Yeah. And you know the budget was not you know, good, just, just dropping out the floor all the time. So oh, uh, man. it's uh. not as good as Ray Harryhausen by by a long shot, but no. you know it's still entertaining and the, yeah. the monsters look quite cute actually. <laughs> They've got the big eyes. <clears throat> They're um, adorable. Yeah. Um but uh when they were doing the tests for the effects they um Marcel Delgado who worked on King Kong was gonna be 
was working on it. Yeah. And uh, he he was trying out this infrared process, and they did some test shots. It didn't look too bad to me, but uh, the director didn't like him. Hmm. So they went with a different team. Um, but he was using the armatures from the original Kong. Oh, wow. And they were sort of cannibalized for this film, and then not used. Oh. oh that's insane. So this guy got uh, Eric Stoltzed. Yeah. Like Back to the Future. Do you know about that? Um, Michael J. Fox was his character. Marty McFly was originally going to be played by Eric Stoltz. Really? Yeah. There's yeah. one shot that remains in the movie where you can, it's a, it's a wide shot. I think when Doc and Marty are in the parking lot at the mall and, uh, like if you know to look for it, you can kind of tell that it's not Michael J. Fox. Huh. Yeah. They shot, I don't remember how much, but a large portion of the movie and with Eric Stoltz. And then they were just like, this then, kid isn't working out. Then they got Michael J. Fox. Well, they had hired Michael J. Fox, but he couldn't do it because of family ties. Oh. And. The show. For, yeah. For listeners who don't know. So then they uh, <laughs> they got Eric Stoltz to do it. And they they did like 60% of the movie with him. That's and then they bananas. dumped him. and Because for some reason then Michael J. Fox could do it. So they dumped Eric Stoltz and brought Michael J. Fox in and reshot you know, however much they did. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I guess you can see, I mean, other than the scene in the movie, I think on YouTube you can see some of the some of the, the footage. footage with yeah. Eric Stoltz. I've seen still photos of it. It is weird. Why was he wearing his <clears throat> mask mask, though? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why was he wearing his robe from Pulp Fiction? <laughs> so what else? Um, yeah, well, I'm one of the uh, original special effects guys they wanted to hire was John Fulton, but he he dropped out before they even got started. Ah. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, and I, I, I found the, this is a little top heavy dramatically, uh, because like the first fight, as I say, is like him using his wits, like he does in the stories and getting the giants. But then once the leprechaun has turned up, he just gets this wish and then he gets the magic, whatever. And, and yeah. Clobbers the, the monsters. So yeah. he, he does a lot of athletics, you know, he's, he's a good, he's, he's fun to watch, but <laughs> dramatically, story-wise, it's uh, it's not as exciting as the first monster scenes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, know I, was, I always enjoy this movie. Oh, cool. Was that it for your list? Yep. What about you, Will? Well, um, <clears throat> what did we watch? Watched Shrill Season 1. How'd you like it? That's A.D. Bryant's show, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I like it. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's kind of low-key comedy. Yeah. Um, but it's called Shrill. Shrill. Yeah, it's an overweight lady who's trying to make it in uh, Portland. She works for like an independent paper. She writes a really good article and gets a lot of you know fame out of that. And then it all kind of backfires on her. That's the sort of thing, you know. Low-key comedy. The expectations are too high after she peaks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I watched a couple of them. It's, yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and then I watched a couple of 1950s juvenile delinquent films, because I love those. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, American International, <clears throat> uh, Samuel Z. Arkoff movies. Uh, okay. He's the producer. I watched... Um, Blackboard Jungle? No, I watched uh, Runaway Daughters. Oh. And I watched High School Hellcats. All right. How is that one? I've not seen Runway Doors, I don't think. 
uh, High School Hellcats is great. Yeah. Uh, Runaway Daughters has a pretty good uh, character who's a totally kind of death wishy teen. She seems kind of bubbly though, but at the same time, she's like, "So what? You know, (laughs) I'll drive on the wrong side of the road with the headlights off." Kind of kind of person. She and her friends decide they've had enough of their suburban life and they take off for LA. This probably spoke to the fears of the time because the concept of the teenager was pretty new. Like po- yeah. like post World War II, all of a sudden the economy was good, there were such things as spare time and spare money. Yeah. And a culture to to cater to that. Mm-hmm. Like a, you know parts of the economy to cater to that. So I can imagine like the biggest fear of the parents was they're going to just do whatever they want. What's funny, though, is uh, Runaway Daughters came out in 1956, which means those people would have been born in 1940. They were yeah, they were before the, the war boom or anything. So. Right. Um, yeah, you know, any movie that has... But there, there was, there was uh, like, juvenile delinquency scares in, during the war because yeah, the yeah. dads were away. Mm-hmm. And even before and that, had to work. Yeah, and you had crime comics, you know, perverting a whole generation. Right. So, <laughs> horror wow. comics as well. Yeah, that's oh. it's, it's just such a weird thing. Like yeah. the you know those um those urban legends of like the Hook Man. Yeah. That that's supposed to be, um, <clears throat> those stories are supposed to be speaking to the fears. Uh, and and uh, different tensions surrounding the the teenage freedom and and, life, yeah. and lifestyle. It was supposed to be like a, a scare tactic cautionary tale. To, yeah. Uh-huh, the, yeah. the hook is from the fifties, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been like like perfect for what was going on. Yeah, Lovers Lane yeah. killer sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, and I, I think uh, life probably imitated art when there finally started to be some Lovers Lane killers. Well, yeah, there they went back to the twenties, though. Did they the yeah. lovers lane uh-huh. things? I'm sure they shot people <clears throat> in carriages too. If that, oh, oh yeah, there's, there's like urban legends about highwaymen and things. Yeah, like you know. So I imagine lovers lane was always a spot well, for sickos. The uh, hairy handed hitchhiker. That's really old. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, weirdos in the bathroom at the movie theaters. Weirdos in the bathroom at the movie theaters. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for them. Yeah, be ready. So uh, that's all you can do. Yeah, uh, uh, high school Hellcats uh, involves a new girl moving to a school, and she meets the girl gang at the school, and they all tell her we're wearing slacks tomorrow. Yeah, and she does. And nobody else does, so she gets in trouble, but. The whole test is, will she tell on them? She doesn't. Um, so she gets in with the gang. They're doing all right. They break into a rich person's house to have a big party, which they've been staking out, the teens. Yeah. And uh, the leader of the gang gets pushed down the stairs in the dark. Uh, and uh, you have to wonder, who did it? And uh, the cops think that the new girl did it. And, you know, all goes downhill from there. Yeah. So, <laughs> all starts with wearing slacks. Mm-hmm. You know, that, I think it uh, it can all always be traced back to slack wearing. Mm-hmm. Was that it for your list? Um, 
Any other TV? So you you or didn't anything? get to a Leprechaun. I did get to a Leprechaun movie. So if at that point, because I don't really have a lot of. Tell you what, let me real quick do my recently watched, and then we'll start with your Leprechaun movie as our discussion of Leprechaunish things we were able to not pay for. Thank you very much, uh, Cinemax or whoever the hell it was. Um, I watched, <clears throat> uh, rewatched some episodes of Silicon Valley. It's such a funny show. Yeah. And uh, I have that available to me. So um, we are going back through it for me. Uh, because I had watched maybe five or six episodes. So we're going to watch it from the beginning. And I think we got about four episodes in. Um, so it's all really fresh and really ready for me to watch the rest of the whole series. Yeah. Um, what reminded me of this was a thing on Netflix that we've been watching called Tinder Takeover. And I think I mentioned this to you guys, but maybe not on the show. It's where somebody, usually a famous comedian, takes the cell phone of one of the people who works with them or for them. Mm-hmm. And logs into their Tinder uh, app, their profile, uh, and just takes it over and starts doing weird uh, comedic things with it. And it's pretty funny. And TJ Miller from Silicon Valley was one of the people who took over like an assistant or a a PA from some show that they're on. And it gets really funny really quick. And then it's over because the episodes are like five or seven minutes or whatever. Oh, okay. So you get some really good stuff. And... um, different styles of comedy for how people handle uh, the the concept of, of playing hell with somebody's uh, Tinder profile um, and chats, you know, like yeah. if there's a match, all of a sudden they chat with them. So, uh, so those two things um, were kind of intertwined. Um, I need to rewatch Godzilla King of the Monsters because I slept through it mostly last night. Oh no. I started it too late and uh, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm just gonna watch this because you know it's gonna be real. <laughs> so, I I I was in and out of it and and realized that I missed most of it. So I'm going to rewatch that. Um, but I watched a really great documentary on Netflix called Miles Davis: Birth of the Cool. And um, you know there are some problematic things about you know who who he was in relationships, and uh, you know. No. Outside of that, uh, it's, it's some really cool history about how he changed jazz. And um, it's, it's really cool. Uh, totally worth a watch. All that being said, I watched some of the, um, uh, what is it called? The Kill Count? Yeah. So I watched a bunch of the Kill Count stuff about the Leprechaun movies because you can't just watch those crappy leprechaun movies. They're, they're behind a paywall. Yeah. So tell us about the one you watched that wasn't, but you thought it was. Uh, well, it was behind <clears throat> a paywall. We'll say that right away. I did pay for this piece of crap. Uh, we watched Leprechaun Origins. Mm. Uh, did you say oranges? Oranges. <laughs> I always get those two words confused. Uh, it's a, well, we knew we were in trouble when WWE came up. Oh, as it's an advertisement? A, no, they're the producer. Oh, it's a that's WWE right. movie, um, Leprechaun Origins. Uh, we thought it was part of the series of Leprechaun with Warwick, Warwick Davis. Uh-huh. Mm, no, it's not. I got well, sort of, maybe, kind of, kind of. Um, it's like the WWE's reboot of the Leprechaun series. Um, we learn nothing about the origins of the Leprechaun. 
Um, it takes place in British Columbia, which you know looks exactly like Ireland. Mm-hmm. What with the woods and all. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Sure. <laughs> Lots of woods and big trees yeah, for mountains and yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the leprechaun looks like some sort of alien from the X Files, and has predator vision, uh, where you know it sees poorly. I don't know why these creatures, these killing machines, always see so poorly. It's like, oh, it's all blurry, and and then there's a glowy bit that's the person. You know, Can't okay. catch it down thing. Yeah, it's oh, it's terrible. Um, so there's a group of backpackers in Ireland, uh, two young couples. Um, they wander into some small town pub and talk to some people who may or may not be Irish. Uh, convincing accent. Yeah. The the older guy is not too bad, but his son is like all over the place. You're like, what is that accent? <laughs> I mean, it's like Canadian mixed with a broad Irish accent that kind of wanders all over the British Isles. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. Um, so they, they get told, uh, the backpackers get told by an older guy in the pub that there's these secret stones they, that they have that they'll take them to. And one of them is a history major or something. And says, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds great. So they drive them out and uh, tell them, oh, you can stay in this house. And then uh, they, I guess since they don't have anywhere to stay, they agree, but they get locked into the house. And you find out there's a leprechaun that's coming to kill them because the villagers took a bunch of gold from the leprechaun. The leprechaun doesn't look like a leprechaun. He's just this gray... Drippy alien. Drippy alien thing. He could be Roger from American Dad. You know? (laughs) Yeah, I flipped through the the pictures on IMDb earlier while we were talking because I was like, oh, maybe there's an IMDb page for this thing. And there is. There is. And it looks like an alien. You're right. Yeah. It's uh no lips. Yeah. It's got like kind of a, a long face with teeth at the bottom. Yeah. It's, it's um, kind of a horse face and it has bent back legs, you know, like yeah, dog here, legs. Is there anything behind there? I can turn this and show you, Julian. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's, Mm-hmm. That's what you think of as a leprechaun. When you think leprechaun, yeah, you really think that thing. So leprechaun originally means like little, little person, something like the that. Originally, uh, yeah, the original depiction is he's got a red costume on and boots. Oh, really? Yeah. And then the like the hat came along in 18th century, I think. Oh, okay. But they were never gray aliens. Not that I recall. No. No, and and not ever murderous. Maybe pranksters, but not murderous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the, um, that's the part that doesn't make sense to me, is like, just because that one crappy movie, um, there's the best scene in the movie right there. A woman in her underwear, for what reason? Uh, let's see. A horror icon is reborn. That should be a middle finger right up. Yeah. Because that's what they said to the, you know the audience so that character there we're looking at a uh, computer here um has probably the best kill in the movie oh yeah um she gets killed or kills yeah, she someone? gets okay. killed um she has the best get killed in the movie yeah the get killed hey wait a second they go to a pub 
there's a bunch of people who are acting weird in the small town. I see them riding in the back of a, uh, the flatbed of a truck. Drone shop. Yeah, you know, this this kind of... <laughs> yeah, of course it's a drone shot. Lots of drone shots. But this kind of feels like American Werewolf in London. Maybe they're, they're like, what can we steal from that? Uh, um, I didn't I didn't think, get that at all. No. That just, was pretty far away from just any su- thoughts. Superficial coincidence. So they, uh, they're trapped in this house and the leprechaun's trying to get them. And they proceed to run around. And they run into the leprechaun. And they run into these fat... Irish bastards that've locked him in the house. Um yeah. Wow. And then it just kind of goes on. It's uh it says I think 90 minutes long. 15 minutes of that is the credits, the end credits. Mm. Well, that's sort of uh merciful then, isn't it? Well, we watched the end credits to see where they filmed it because we knew it wasn't Ireland and I guess like North Carolina. Um it was British Columbia, but we knew it was somewhere in North America. So what is this alien goat boy reaching in this woman's mouth he for? He tears her tongue ring out, but I don't understand why. Because oh, it's gold. I guess it's gold, but Maybe. she had a gold earring, too. He didn't tear that out. And he tore one of them out, but he didn't go for the other one, and then her tongue ring didn't look gold. Mm-hmm. They colored it to look gold, but... Okay. Uh, does he talk in rhyme? No, he doesn't talk at all. All he does is growl and make animal noises hmm and uh yeah we thought she'd take her top off and we all told her no don't not for this movie no save that for an actual, <laughs> actual yeah you're not gonna movie. be in anything else we know but no. uh, <laughs> oh, it's so weird like, uh yeah so it goes on and on and then we watch the credits like i said and it, it'll have like two lines of you know actor you know, actor credit or whatever, couple names, and then it'll ha- it'll cut to this scene of the basement where the cameras has got kind of a gold tent on it, and it's just showing the stuff in the basement. And we were joking that you could bid on these items, <laughs> <laughs> but that goes on forever. It's a 50- it's fifteen minutes of credits. Oh, that's just wretched, isn't it? Yeah, it was it was worse than any of the other Leprechaun movies, and I've seen a bunch of those. What do you think it's like for the people in Vancouver, British Columbia? Like just to have this this wide variety of everything from awesome to garbage being filmed there. And you never know what it is. Yeah. It's got to be easy to fool people into thinking that you have some legitimate movie being made. Probably, you know, cuz they they filmed all of the X-Files there. Uh-huh. And um and stuff like this. And, yeah. You know, really good movies have been made there and really bad movies. Uh, Rumble in the Bronx. Was that made there? <laughs> yeah, even though it's supposed to take Vancouver. place in, <laughs> yeah. in New York, but you can see the mountains in the background. Yeah. It's yeah. the same with the... Uh, the uh, uh, <clears throat> oh, Who's the guy who directs the terrible Transformers movies? Michael Bay. Michael Bay's uh, Ninja Turtles movie. He also directs the good ones. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're in New York City, and then they go, like, they drive maybe half an hour or something, and they're in these giant snow-covered Alp-like peaks. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, that's right outside I, the city. I, I believe they're called the Appalachians. <laughs> they're bigger than that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I went up to Vancouver for Godzilla, and they were, they were like, um, uh, the same crew that worked on the Twilight 
Oh, the ones that apologize to you for making yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I didn't say anything about it. I just, oh, yeah, we're sorry about that. Sorry. I haven't even sorry. seen him. Yeah. Still haven't seen him. Oh, man. Yeah, you just, you, you can't take responsibility for that no, atrocity. I mean, you're just yeah. on the crew. You were only following orders. Mm-hmm. You're going to walk away? In I mean, what? somebody should have walked away from Leprechaun Origins. You know what? If they were getting paid. True. Then they were just following orders. Was, yeah. it, was it a good creature? No. Was, no, it's it's only shown in like real blurry, shaky cam. Uh. Um, you never get a real good sense of what it actually, what it really looks like, yet they show too much of it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the worst of both worlds there. Did they reuse Richard's props from Alien Valley? Oh, yeah, Alien Maybe. Valley. Well, I only made one arm. Ah. It was kind of a praying mantis arm, and it's on it's on screen. I'm not kidding for about half a second, but it, it's effective. Well, that's all you need. Yeah. It feels like the person got hit with a little hook on the end of it. Yeah, this um, just feels like it's a rubbery a guy in a rubber suit, and they don't want to show it. IMDb actually hit on all the same stuff here. Goofs. Errors in geography. Ireland does not have a woodland as depicted in the film. This is clearly filmed in North America. Factual errors. Uh, you didn't mention this, that she found in a book about yeah. the leprechaun and some unpronounceable thing to me. Um, is not the word for leprechaun. Um, it's a tribe of kings and queens with supernatural powers that were worshipped as deities. And then plot holes. When the four are tied to the tree, the leprechaun chooses to pull the surgical steel bar from Jen's, Jenny's tongue instead of pulling her other gold earring out of her or her gold necklace from her. Since the leprechaun is after gold, this makes no sense except for shock and gore. Yeah, they catch him in time to trees the, uh, and, and then put like gold necklaces on him to draw the leprechaun there. And they get free, but none of them take the necklaces off or anything. Hmm. So, I say it's a mess. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, something I really wanted to mention was that the origins of, speaking of origins. Um, oranges? The oranges of this show are that uh, there was one time when we were all working at the art supply store that I, I had walked into the basement and for some reason we ended up in a conversation about the Leprechaun movies. Specifically Leprechaun in the Hood. Yes. Yes. And then you mentioned that um, Coolio looks like he's not necessarily a willing participant. Yes. Ice-T knows he's being filmed. <coughs> Ice-T's the lead, but Coolio's just in a scene. Yeah. And they're kind of like, check it out, it's Coolio. And they show him, and then they cut back, and they're like, that's wild, Coolio's here. And then they yeah. don't mention him again. He's yeah. just... You know, they filmed him at his grandmother's house or something or the local church. They're like, they knocked on the door. Yeah, I took a couple shots of him real quick and then and put it in the movie. Got away. Because he was, he was pretty big at the time. Yeah, he had you Fantastic know. Voyage. Yeah, whatever. that had just come out so they could, you know, market Coolio as being in the movie. But he's not really. Yeah. But so. It might be the best of the series, if not for Leprechaun in Space. Oh. The original Jason in space. Oh, lordy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I watched the Kill Count video about the first um, Leprechaun movie. And it had basically said that <clears throat> there were only four kills, which they showed, you know, they show all of them in those videos. Yeah. But um, there's seven of these movies and they're all bad. And uh, us discussing one of them made me think later on, like like years later, I was like, 
you know what? I know Jolian knows a lot about horror and really digs it. And I know Will has a perspective on it that that, <laughs> that would add to a, a show like this. We should make a podcast. And, and that was one of the main reasons. Well, we also talked about other things like uh, uh, dead silence. You know, yeah. You know, how, how ventriloquist dummies. Uh-huh. Know, are, so, so are you saying we're... We should get Coolio on the show. We should get Coolio yeah, on the show. We probably could. I was taking point. the long walk around to get to the point that Coolio would be the... Coolio's going to be on the show. We're going to be discussing... Yeah, we can talk about Leprechaun, <coughs> Pterodactyl. Yeah. 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 And all that other stuff he's been in. Velocipaster. He wasn't in that, but I just like saying it. <clears throat> but um, yeah, this, is, this sort of is tied into the genesis of our show. Uh, the first Leprechaun movie um, is pretty dull uh it's got jennifer aniston in it and she of course you know was about to become famous with friends the show the tv show and uh i don't know what year that started but it kind of seems like they were sitting on that movie not sure what to do with it and then it's like oh she's getting famous let's release this piece of garbage um it had the the um the uh, bully menacing neighbor from peewee's big adventure in it oh francis yeah yeah yeah, Francis was in it. Um, Jennifer Aniston was 22 when they filmed it, and uh, they released the movie like two or three years later. Um, they do a kill at five minutes, 37 minutes, 44 minutes, and then another one after that. Um, but the uh, two of the kills are neck breaks. One of them's a kill, the, the pawn shop guy. It's a kill with a pogo stick. Yeah. So... You know, it's it's not super interesting as far as the kills. Uh, the little boy uh, finally doing the death blow to the um, leprechaun says, fuck you, Lucky Charms. Yes. Well. Which is copied in Leprechaun Origins. Is it? Yes. Oh, great. Leprechaun Oranges. Oranges. So um, they do a great beatdown on the leprechaun, though, before they chuck him in the well and pour gasoline in it. Um <laughs> It's so weird. Uh, It didn't stop him, though. (laughs) It didn't. Like, nothing stops him. No. He's just a sawed-off Jason is all he is. He really is. He's he's witty. Or, yeah. Or a a, a rhyming Chucky. I'm not sure. A rhyming Chucky. Yeah, something like that. But, um, yeah, those movies I I don't feel are worth paying for. And I'm sorry you paid for Leprechaun Origins. Yeah, I want my $4 back. We need to do a GoFundMe for Will every time he does this. You only seem to do this when it's the worst idea, though. Oh, certainly. Certainly. Yeah. It's never like, wow, I'm glad I paid for that. I'm glad. I, you know, I rented Parasite. I guess that was a good one. Yeah. Does but it make yeah. up for it? Would you have paid eight bucks for that and then zero bucks for this? Yeah. I okay. Would have. Okay. Yeah. I probably would have paid eight bucks for yeah. Parasite. Then you get a lot of stuff for free. Yeah. <clears throat> so. And then Shudder includes a bunch of stuff. Shudder includes a lot of stuff. I need to sit down and watch. Three from Hell. Three from Hell. Is it on there? Yes, yeah, it, is. it is. It is. It yeah. is. They're in bed with Rob <clears throat> Zombie for sure. Mm. They've got one cut of the dead. They do have yeah. one cut of the dead. That's where I saw it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Color Out of Space is on Prime to Rent. Oh, okay. And I know you've got it coming from the library. Yeah, but the library's point. now closed. Oh yeah, the apocalypse. Remember? I forgot. Apocalypse. Whoops. Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, we're here in this room and we're insulated from the outside world for just this hour or so, 
And uh, sometimes you forget how horrible it is. Yeah, I forgot that the library's closed. DMV is closed. Everything but the grocery store. Yeah. Which is a hellscape. Yeah. But, you know, what are you going to do? You got to eat. We got to start farming, you guys. Farming? I don't know. Something. We got to grow our own food and, I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't think any of us have enough land to grow enough food. We could eat what we kill. Yeah, right. (laughs) Mice. Mice. (laughs) I don't want to eat mice. No. Loki says they're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the little white dog. He's he's a fan of mice for sure. Yeah. They're he's, tasty. He's a ratter. Ugh. He's gotta be a ratter. There's nothing more exciting to him than a mouse running away. Oh boy. Um so uh as far as all the caricatures of of, uh, of a leprechaun and, uh-huh. and you know, he's he's always in the in the leprechaun franchise. He's always craving potatoes. Uh, greedy for gold and has the terrible limerick or not limericks, but, um, I guess they're limericks, but yeah. Uh, other rhymes that he says, but, uh, and I believe he steals people's shoes. Yeah. Now I, I guess in, in the history of, of these particular little people, they were, they were cobblers or something, but, yeah. but he wants to shine the shoes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and he can't resist it. No. Okay. I guess. So they hit a few high spots and said, no, that's good enough. That's good enough. Yeah. Uh, I watched one of the kill counts that had like the 10 best. The 10 best of, kills. Of the, of the series, including Origins. Oranges. Uh-huh. Uh, even though that, anyway, wasn't, even the, though that wasn't part of the series, they covered it? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but they had a lady who uh, her... She wants to be young and beautiful. Of course, it backfires, and her boobs swell up and explode, and her face swells up and explodes. But they have a l- brief little interview with that actress who played Stretch in uh, Texas Chainsaw 2. Yeah. Um, she's delightful, because she's like, oh, I was just so excited to do this <laughs> scene, and they made a body cast, and they have another guy, I guess the special effects guy, who's like, oh, she was totally into it. She came down, did a body cast, just knew how to shoot it, everything. It's, it's kind of a good kill. But yeah. <laughs> her little, I, I watched, you know, fast forward to the end. Uh, I find the guy on Kill Count a little, he's a, a little he's hard a, to handle. He, yeah, he's, he's uh, bouncing off the walls. Yeah. Yeah, cut off the coffee. But uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, just fast forward to that little little bit because she sounds great. <laughs> you know, like I, a real horror fan. I kind of figure people who host things like that know they've only got your attention for the the duration of their like five to ten minute show. Yeah, and they just want to just keep you moving with that high energy. It's kind of like a DJ just gets to talk in between two songs mm-hmm. and they just want a rapid fire, high energy. Yeah. If you're flipping through like YouTube or something and it's all the, and you're looking at like horror review shows, they're all photos of white bearded guys yelling. <laughs> <laughs> just so unappetizing. Oh, like is... the guy who complained about uh, parasite winning the, the Academy award. Did what, you see him? The president. Oh, no, not just the president. There was some guy with a beard on, on YouTube who was just screaming about it, and he kept saying picture instead of picture. Oh, wow. So I, how could they win best picture? Best picture. Was it full? or Was it half full or half empty, sir? We, we, we think you're maybe more of a negative Nancy about this whole thing. Oh, yeah. 
So, um, little people in folklore, you know, we talked about how it's in a lot of cultures. I looked this up and this is crazy. Like just in the native American tribes, um, there are 15 different mythologies of, of little people. Um, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to try to pronounce all of these or really any of these, but there are a bunch of them. Um, types Ooh. of types of little people in mythology include, I'm going to, I'm going to read these off real quick here. Um, brownies, Christmas elves, dwarves. Uh, this one I can't pronounce. Um, gnomes, uh, Karzalek, knockers, um, knockers. knockers, goblins slash gremlins. I guess they're supposed to be the same thing. Laminac. Um, how would you say this one? Twilight. How would you say that? Twilight. 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 Teg. I have no idea what that is. Um, yeah. See, Welsh pride themselves on making unpronounceable words. Oh yeah. Leprechauns, pixies, sprites, um, Tatao Mona, Menahune. When we talked briefly about the Menahune. Yeah. Um, Trows, pygmies, uh, Abatwa, Ebu Gogo. Um, there's a Sri Lankan one, uh, Nitewo. And here's one, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce. Um, Kutrub, Trauco, and Pombero. That's just a bunch, right? Um, so that being said, uh, I talked a little bit, <coughs> I talked a little bit about how the Menehune were, um, were credited with building a lot of things in Hawaii. Uh, there is a wall here in, that, um, it's located near, uh, Waimea on the island of Kauai. Uh, this is known, <laughs> let's see, this is known as the Menehune ditch to, uh, to the local people. And it was added to the National Register of Historic Places on November 16th, 1984. Hawaiians built many stone-lined ditches to irrigate ponds for growing taro, um, but uh, rarely, em uh, rarely employed dressed stone to line the, dish the ditches, um, which is to say, like, they would have just used rocks as they were. Like, they wouldn't yeah. have been cut stones. And it's like, so how are they doing this? Like, how do they... We're cutting these stones. And um, the... Uh, the idea here is that there may have actually been a civilization there before the Polynesians even arrived, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. Like, um, and a lot of a lot of things in Hawaiian folklore are going to be just oral tradition anyway, since they had petroglyphs, but they didn't have like something written on paper. Yeah. So you couldn't really like be super descriptive. Uh, you could just say, "Well, here's what these petroglyphs mean." Um, could there have been people there before them? Well, there's no skeletal remains as evidence so far. Certainly none that are like little people. So it remains a mystery, which is pretty interesting, pretty cool. Um, so there's there's entire books on on uh, Menehune, but uh, I think I mentioned the 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 uh, water cooler bottle company, you know, actually they have regular bottled water that you can buy yeah. in the store. But if you get like the, the water cooler for the office, uh -huh. it's Menhune water. Yeah. It's got this adorable little guy <laughs> carrying a jug of water. Um, 
so that's uh, that's something where um, they they've got different uh, behaviors that are attributed to them, but mostly it's building things, which usually is um, when no one's around to see them. And uh, there's a lot of interesting folklore in Hawaii. I lived there for four and a half ish years, and that's to listeners who don't know that. Uh, that's why I kind of know a little bit about it and um, find it interesting. Um, Joanne, where you grew up, did you have any, uh, any folklore that was, uh, talked about on the schoolyard or anything about? Uh, well, where I grew up was near, um, the, uh, the hitchhiking ghost of Bluebell Hill, which is one of the most famous <clears throat> ones. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, that was, that was the local famous ghost. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, <laughs> you gotta have a... At least a, a you know a creepy house that everyone thinks a witch lives in or something or is haunted, but that's better hitchhiking ghosts. Yeah, those are my um, favorite kind of ghosts. Yeah, she she's a famous one. Um, but yeah, there's, there's I'm fairy folk with throughout the British Isles. Yeah, um, they're just spo- they're, they're just sort of spoken of generally. Like, well, there's there's varieties like uh, this uh, in Cornwall we have the spriggan and uh, same root word as sprite. Um, I, I don't know. Is is uh, so it'd be your old Cornish? Hmm. Um, yeah, the Spriggans were said to be the ghosts of giants, um, but they could shape change. Um, and there's uh, there's half inch high ones called Portoons who who lived <laughs> off uh, roast frogs. <laughs> really? Um, you know, they're described in medieval texts. Um, you know, there's there's a royalty of fairies and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones you need to watch out for are bogies, goblins, yeah, uh, bugaboos, uh, banshee. Um, there's a uh, there's one called rawhead and bloody bones. Oh, I think that's where Clive Barker got the idea for yeah, rawhead very, rex. Very possibly. Yeah, uh, there's a hobgoblin who uh, lived in the cupboard under the stairs, and uh, he. He had blood all over his face, and he sat on a pile of raw bones, Ew. which belonged to children who of told course. lies or said bad words. Oh, a little social control aspect to the story. <laughs> you gotta love that. Uh, and the, the jack o' lantern and brownies and yeah, all that stuff. Wow, that is a bunch. Yep. Yeah, so the the forests are thick with them there. <clears throat> yep. Wow. Uh, ponds. Any still water. Wow. And, yeah, you don't want to be caught spying on them. No? What do they do to you? You can be spirited away. Oh. You get pantsed. Changed into something. <laughs> Eaten. Um, Poke your eyes out with their pointy shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Um, Explode your breasts. Yeah. I think last year we did a little brief history, or maybe it was the year before, about St. Patrick. Yeah. Um, fun fun facts for <clears throat> listeners: He wasn't from Ireland. He wasn't Irish. No, no. He he was um, born around 450 A.D. and uh, it was just when Roman troops had withdrawn from Britain, and um, he was. Um, it's according according to my my source here, which um, I have a couple of sources, but um, he was the son of uh, a gentleman and Christian deacon who owned a small estate. Um, oh, I can't pronounce that very well, I'm sure. Um, Benavem 
Tuberney, Tuberney. Um, but they're not really sure where this place was. It was probably on the west coast around Bristol, near the southern border of modern Wales and England. So when you hear that he was from Wales, that's what they're talking about. It wasn't called Wales yet, but it would be. Um, he he was um, he was captured by slave traders, and that's uh, how he ended up. They would <clears throat> ended up in Ireland. They would just capture people and then sell them back in Ireland. And he spent six years tending sheep in the west of Ireland. Um, <laughs> he heard voices, mysterious voices calling to him. Uh, I like this line. Patrick knew he wasn't hearing sheep. <laughs> Look, your ship is ready. Patrick knew he wasn't hearing sheep. This time he was he was ready to escape. Their enunciation was all wrong. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it doesn't sound like the sheep at all. <laughs> that sheep is a damn liar. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite little factoid was Patrick refused to quote, suck a man's breasts, which apparently some captains who would take people on board would make them show, uh, their, their, uh, submissive position on the ship by suck, suckling their nipple before they got on board. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. evidently what Irish Kings did to show you show loyalty to them by kissing a nipple. Yeah, and <laughs> they found some bog people that have their nipples cut off. Oh, so wow! Uh, it sounds it sounds to me like uh, oh, I don't know. Are they trying to be your mommy? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what what it means. I don't think we really know for sure. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> my favorite factoid. Um, he did something unmentionable, but they don't really have it written down. It's like, well, what did he do? Was Did he worship idols? Did he take gifts from converts? Did he do something sexually he wasn't supposed to? Um, he dueled with druids, and then he made God a promise. Um, uh, he fasted for 40 days atop a mountain, weeping, throwing things, and refusing to descend until an angel would come to him on God's behalf to grant the saints outrageous demands and uh, he, um, uh, these included the following. Patrick would redeem more souls from hell than any other saint. Patrick, rather than God, would judge Irish sinners at the end of time, and the English would never rule Ireland. Well, <laughs> that one's iffy, right? Um, we know how the last one worked out, <laughs> but perhaps God kept the other two promises. He never mentioned a shamrock. No. No, that's a symbol of the, the Trinity, the Holy Trinity. Ah. So that's why it's attributed to him, I think. Um, I don't think he needed to drive snakes out of Ireland because there weren't any. So uh, That was a good scam. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good yeah. scam. I guess it would be. <laughs> you know. This rock keeps tigers away. Yeah. You, do you see any tigers? Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, then, of course, um, the, the really interesting thing about this one... Um, about this whole thing about uh, him him being uh, so important as an Irishman, he he really wasn't Irish. But that to me is kind of the most funny thing about St. Patrick's Day being representative of Ireland, because uh, well, he wasn't. He was basically a Roman citizen <laughs> who who, became, who was captured and made into a sheep herding slave. It's not what you would think it would be. No, no. Um, some of the information I have is, um, according to Marion Casey, a <coughs> clinical assistant professor of Irish studies at New York's university. And, um, 
a regular marcher in the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Manhattan, but not this year. No. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, St. Patrick, here's the last thing I wanted to mention. This is one of the things that she likes to point out is his, his name wasn't even Patrick. He took that name, um, Patricius. Uh, it's um, a Latin term for father figure because he did become a priest and, well, it made him more fatherly, I suppose. But his real name was uh, Mewin Sukat. So there, there's All some right. there's some stuff that you don't normally hear about St. Patrick. And, um, you know, uh, we made a big mess of it as we do as Americans. So there's that. Uh, All right. There's a picture of William Burroughs with an organ box. That's a whole different can of worms. Wow, yeah. <laughs> it's a whole, That's a whole another podcast right there. I go down some rabbit holes at this computer, I gotta be honest with you guys. It's <laughs> a whole other mess of my worms. Yeah. So um I don't really do much uh to celebrate the day except um do a little reading. Huh. I, I I drink enough the rest of the time. I don't really need to try to make up you know, make up for any lost time. Couple beers here, a couple beers there. I don't need to drink forty of them in one day. No, or however many it is people drink. Um, so, all right. Have you gotten the <clears throat> leprechauns out of your system for one year? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think I have. I mean, just watching the kill count stuff and uh, hearing Will's account of that movie. Um, do you guys want to do Spring Spiders next next time? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Also. Um, uh, next Saturday is the 100th anniversary of the release of the John Barrymore, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, no oh, kidding. Wow. <clears throat> a hundred years. Mm-hmm. It was a silent. Yep. It's yeah. going to be running into a, a bunch of centenaries. Yeah. Like yeah. a couple of years, it's Nosferatu. That's right. That was uh, 1922. Yeah. Man, it's crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, how, okay, what what was the first talkie that would have been a horror movie? Do you guys know? I mean, I know Dracula was an early one, but there were probably some before that. Talkie? Yeah, Ooh, that's f- a good question. Yeah, because that's going to be coming up too. Um, why don't we do this? Well, we, I don't normally like to Google stuff while we're on, but uh, let's see. First horror talkie. Let's see. The Cat and the Canary? Maybe? The Terror. The Terror. Okay. <clears throat> 1928's The Terror. I like how they have a picture of Edison's Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with The Terror. No, it Which doesn't. I've not seen. Have you ever seen The Terror? Uh, let's Either of you? Uh, no, I don't think so. Let me see. Let's see. Let's do The Terror and then look at images and see if I recognize it. Um, no. Well, that ain't it. You should have to punch in 1928. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to. um, Because there's something that looks like it was filmed in Vancouver called The Terror. That's the TV series. Oh, is that what that was? All right, let's see. Uh, Yeah. What's this thing? Is that the monster? Uh, Is that even The Terror? Ooh, I don't know what that is, but it's pretty creepy. It looks like a kid made a Darth Vader costume. Yeah. And it attacked a woman. What costume? Yeah, let's see. Is this? It looks like one of those there. Cat and the Canary sort of stories. Yeah. Huh. Wow. 
Right, well, this guy's chained up in a dungeon, so. Yeah, I don't remember seeing that one. Oh, well, <clears throat> we've got uh, eight years before we get to its. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Well, we may not have eight years, but uh, the insects are going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when they say the meek shall inherit the earth, that's what they mean. Mm. That we're going to be gone and the insects are going to have it to themselves. So go cockroaches. Go cockroaches. Speaking of bugs, do you guys want to do spring spiders? Okay. I think sure. you, I think Jolene, you're the one who said spring spiders. Uh, no, yeah. you you came up with spring spiders. Did I? Yeah. You're doing trying to blame I think someone you, else. I think you said let's do a mess of spider movies, and I said spring spiders. Spring spiders. <laughs> I'm still working up to cats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, do you want to do a particular one, or just pick one each? Um, we'll just pick one, I guess. Yeah. Let's let's get something that's not hiding behind a paywall. Yeah. I can I can lend you what ones you need. Okay. I've got Giant Spider Invasion. Yeah, there, that's a good one. There's one That's on, a real good one. That's uh, Earth versus the Spider. Earth versus the Spider's better. Tarantula. Tarantula's pretty good. That's there's definitely one on Amazon. Yeah. Giant Spider Invasion. Is that so it's right out of Wisconsin. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh it's so good. <laughs> so good. They they wanted a bunch of spiders, I think, but then they ended up with one big Just one big spider. Yeah. They just that's bo- on a VW bug. They just balled it all up into one big spider. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Some real Star Trek level of uh special effects. Star Trek's better. Oh wow. We, we're talking like early Doctor Who special effects. Oh wow. But the crew had been drinking all day, so <laughs> Damn. Well, I want to watch that. Yeah. Well, you can probably find it on YouTube for free. Yeah. That's Someone not... should pay you to watch it. It's oh. So we'll spring into spiders. Yeah. Okay. Now, let's just resist the temptation to watch things with virus outbreaks in them. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think we should it's resist that. My, my next suggestion. Oh, man. I was thinking about that because like, uh, horrors like comedy, you need a bit of distance. Yeah. And, like When I was out this morning and it was just like, an end of the world movie is just this isn't funny it's it's not funny when you're in it <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, you need a bit of distance we have a rewatch of rabbit <laughs> yeah. you know that would probably make sense but i was, I was what was going through my head was like uh, the start of day of the dead where he's, hello yeah 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 oh. on that happy note should we call it a show let's call it a show all right listeners thank you for listening and stay off the moors. Oranges. <laughs>